The gospel of Jesus Christ is the solution to the woes of man. How much of it you know, determines how well you reign in life. Join us. At Shepherd's Love Worldwide, opposite top radio, circle across, as the man of God, Apostle Johnsburg, takes us through sound teaching, and instruction in the word. Shepherd's Love Worldwide, making Christ prominent, in our generation. Last week, I think we spoke about having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we, we spoke at length and said it means standing firm, standing grounded in this gospel of peace. Standing firm. You remember I told you that the Roman soldiers had this shoe for battle. And it's, it starts from your knee to the top of your feet. It's called the grips. Do you remember? And then there are some leather portions within to make it flexible. It's made of brass. And then underneath, the down part of the shoe was also made of metal. And I told you, they can't wear Gucci shoe to battle. So you need to be heavily protected. This is an armor for war. It's, a, it's something you wear for war. It's not a fashion, it's not a fashion tool. So when they wore the shoe, it protected their feet so that, you know, the enemy looks for an opening around you. So they make sure they are well covered enough when they are going for battle. So it's made of brass and then so to keep them protected, right? And then I said underneath he had spikes. The spikes were like little nails. You know, athletes don't just wear any shoe. When you give a professional athlete, unless, you know, boys, boys who argue, I can run faster than you. They don't have any protection, nothing. They don't have the right to. They just argue, I can run better than you. Okay, 50 cities, 50 cities. And they start running. But for professional athletes, they wear a shoe with spikes under so that it can keep them grounded on the terrain. It can, keep their, it can give them a firm footing, right? We saw that the, the, this is different from what the Bible says in Romans 10, 15. It's not the same as how beautiful are the feet upon the mountains. That one is different. So that some people preach this or think that this means we should preach the gospel. No, it, it can't be possible because he's talking about an armor for war. An arm, something that all believers must wear for battle. You understand? Of course the gospel must be preached. But this is not what he's describing here. So when they wear that shoe... It keeps their feet protected, guarded against anything. And then the spikes under keeps, when they step, it makes, it makes, them, um, it makes it difficult for them to be toppled over, to be thrown to the ground. It gives them a firm footing. We saw it. I think we read what the Amplified, right? You can put the Amplified there. It gives you a firm footing. Be grounded in this gospel we preach. Be grounded. Be founded in this thing Jesus has done. So last week I asked you, when do you want to believe in the finished work of Jesus? When? So be grounded in the finished work of Jesus, the truth of his finished work. And I'm so happy that recently we looked at the scripture and the Bible said, it described two people, the wise man and the foolish man. The difference between them was not the circumstance. Because same circumstance came to both of them. The difference was that one was founded on the rock. The other was founded in the sand. So be founded, be grounded. 
Psalm 97 verse 2, he said, Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. Be founded on the finished work of Jesus. So, the shoes of peace gives you a firm footing. You don't wear the shoes to advance. Advance meaning you don't wear the shoes to run. You wear the shoes so you can stand. It makes you stand and stand firm. So the devil tries to topple you over, tries to throw you down with circumstances, with challenges. You are standing firm. You understand? That's what the shoes does. He says in, in the Amplified, he says, and having shod your feet. So I said preparation is not the preparation. It's, found, it's foundation, firm footing. I'm just doing a recap and let me continue. Because the message was not ready during the week. So some people couldn't follow. I don't know how and why. And having shod your feet in the preparation, and having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability. So it gives you stability. You are founded on it. Something tries to, to throw you down. A circumstance come, comes to throw you down. You are standing firm. This is what Jesus has done. We saw last week that and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And we saw the meaning of peace, shalom. It means so many things. So, so Jesus didn't just pay for our peace. He paid for our mental soundness. That soundness of mind. So if, 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 if depression wants to throw you down, you stand firm. No, Jesus has secured my mind. Jesus has secured my mind. It also means what? It, it means several things. Wholeness. So sickness wants to throw you down. Jesus has secured my wholeness. You stand firm. You stand firm with it. You are not safe. Jesus has secured my security. You understand? Other than just peace, it means several things. And, and I'm so happy that we checked it ourselves. We checked it and saw that shalom means several things. And I said it comes from the word, the Hebrew word shalem, which means to pay. Now, so the shoes of peace gives you firm-footed stability. It makes you stand. You don't wear it to run. You wear it to stand. So stand firm on what Jesus has done. In the affairs of life, in the issues of life, in the troubles of life, stand firm. This is what Jesus has done. The, the situation looks different, but he has done it. He has made it possible. I'm going to stand on it. You are feeling the symptoms, but he has paid for my healing. You understand? Poverty, it looks like poverty is around you. Jesus has secured my provision. My prosperity is secured. Now, see, he says, and, and the readiness, okay, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. And we went on to look at other things. In this world, you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So you stand with that. He says, you have trouble. So it's not different when troubles come to us. So I, I always ask people, when you, when you read the Bible and you see Jesus saying this, what is, different, what is unique about the challenge you are facing? Because he has said in this world you will have troubles. And if you are having a trouble, he has said it. And what did he say? Did he just say you have troubles, full stop? He says, no, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So you stand on the truth that Jesus has overcome the world. Any trouble comes, tries to throw you down, Jesus has overcome this. Jesus, so the, the shoes of peace keeps you grounded. I think Lady Ifwa read the chief for us. Do you have a microphone? Quickly, please. 
the gospel is reliable. You can rely on it. You can stand on it. So I keep asking you, when do you want to believe the finished work of Jesus? Because you, that's the shoes you need for your feet. You have to be grounded. Because the challenges won't, won't they, will, they will still come every time. Like different troubles every day. But you have to stand on what Jesus has done. Many of you sitting here, it looks like nothing is happening. When you start giving birth, you see that the issues will start coming. Some of you, is when you are getting married, when you have gotten married, when you are giving birth, they have now called you from your, your, your daughter's school. Your daughter just fell down. Will you start weeping from the house? Or they say, come now, come now. They say, what is it? What is it? Just come. They say, just come. Just, you just come. Wherever you are, just come now. Will you start? We see, these are the daily affairs of life. But you stand firm on what Jesus has done. You don't crumble. You don't give in. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Then we, we said again concerning the shoes of peace that because it's made of brass, they are able to walk through thorny areas. You know, these are soldiers. And this is an equipment they wear for battle. You don't, they don't work in living rooms. So that you say, oh, baby, are you okay? They walk to something. They are marching. They march through thorny areas. Thorny areas. Now, if the shoe is made of rubber or they wear Gucci, their legs will be full of blood. If they go through those terrains. And in the word, in the word, worry, thorns signify worries. We went to the, 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 the parable of the sower. And we realize that Jesus said there is a group that fell on what? On, on thorny grounds. One seed fell on thorny grounds. He said, he said the, word, the word grew. He said the thorns grew and choked the word. Choked the word. Then Jesus explained that these are the ones who hear the word. And the challenges, the cares of this life, the worries of this life. Oh, what will become of my life? Oh, what will happen? Will I even get married? Will I be able to raise children? Will I get money? Will I get this job? The worries of this life. It chokes the word. It chokes the word. The worries of this life makes the word unfruitful. It makes the word not productive. So you stand with this and stand with peace. That's why it's called the gospel of peace. You stand with peace. You stand in the peace of the gospel. You stand. When worries want to come, no, there is peace in this place. There is peace in this place. When anxieties want to rage in your heart, there is peace. There is peace. When the devil wants to trouble your mind with anxieties, there is peace. There is peace. There is peace. We read, we read the scripture in Romans where Paul says, shortly God will crash Satan under our feet. The God of peace will crash him. See, peace, he always goes. We, we saw a connection between peace and troubles. Peace, troubles, peace, troubles. So in place of peace, he wants us having peace. Then he says, the God of peace, not God of hope, God of peace will crash him. So he's, he's, and I said, one sign that the devil is under your foot is peace. It's peace. Because he wants to get you agitated. He wants to get you reacting. And you are not reacting. The devil wants to, imagine you are, you are troubling someone and the person is not reacting. The, how you expect him to react, he's rather calm. And he looked at, ah, but you, everything is not going well and you are not all over the place crying and anything. You are still standing. 
and you are even happy about it. So when, when you do that, you frustrate the devil. Because he, he rather wants to frustrate you. When worries come, you are of good cheer. Ah, Hey, what is this? So the shoes of peace keeps you grounded. It gives you a firm footing. So that's, that's about that. That's about that. Then we went to the next one, which was what? The shield of faith. So how many have we done so far? We have done four. So this, this is the faith one we talked about. I think we talked about it. We said faith is a shield. Faith is a... Okay, that's the fourth one. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> when will we finish? <laughs> Why did he mention seven things? <laughs> Who sent him? Who sent him? Eh? I saw a post on Lydia Irene's status. You know, she's, she's a dangerous girl. <laughs> I saw, so I posted a, a video and I said, you're a dangerous, it's true, dangerous girl. They said, someone wanted to go and post their boyfriend or girlfriend or something. They said, who, who sent you? They said, I want to post you for everybody to see that. The person replied, I said, who sent you? <laughs> I want to show you to the whole world that you are my love. The person replied, who sent you? <laughs> who sent you to show somebody to the whole world? Have they asked to be shown? You are on your own. May the God of peace be with you. <laughs> hey, are there people here? They say, Amen. <laughs> Are there people like that here? <laughs> so let's, let's continue, please. I think we got to what? Oh, can we have the scripture? Please, can we have the scripture? Dangerous girl. You are a dangerous girl. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench. So I said first and foremost, above all, there are several teachings that makes it look like faith is ahead of every other thing. Because of the, the, the clause, above all. But that is not what was being communicated. What is being communicated is covering all. What happens is that those times, their shield was very big. Those times, the Roman soldiers, their shield was very big. It could cover, even though you are wearing helmets, every other, the shield also covers the other areas. You remember Goliath? His, his shield was very big. Somebody had to even carry it for him. And last week I was telling you that I'm sure when David, David threw the stone and bah, he fell, I'm sure the, the guy carrying his shield just shouted, Tefi? I'm sure the guy shouted, Kai! Goliath, so And he just started running. Because, hey! Kana? Do I stand there and still hold the shield? If the shield could work, why did the thing still touch him? The way they account. So those times their shield was very big. So it covers, even though you are wearing individual stuff, it still covers your body. Do you understand? So the shield can even block before your breastplate will come in. You understand? Right. And the shield was made of um, leather hides. Leather hide is animal skin. So what they do is that there's a process. If you remember your pre-tech, it's called tanning. The tanning method. Because you can't use the raw meat and put it on your body. That, you can't hold the raw meat. 
You know, it's animal skin. You can't go and hold the animal. It will, it will rot. So they have to preserve it. And that preservation method is called tanning. And what they do is that they tan several layers of leather to make it very hard. It can be soft also. It must be very hard. Very hard. When you touch it, have you touched leather and it looked like metal? There was these slippers. Very hard. A bath fresh are very hard. The guys, if you have played those children game before, when you cut the tie, it's very, very hard. Leather hide. So they, they put different layers, turn it, and then it becomes very solid. You need it solid so that when, uh, when a spear or a javelin is thrown at it, it can hold it. It can withstand it. So above all, that's covering all. Not that faith is bigger than everything. No. No. We have seen that all the, the weapons are linked. And in fact, the, the, the most of all is the, best, the belt of truth. Because everything comes from there. Remember, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able. I said that's dunamis. It means when you take the shield of faith, you have access power. Faith is a shield. When you take it, the power of God is released. You will be able, that is the, the, the word dunamis. You will be able is the word dunamis. It, it is the explosive power of God. Faith Faith releases the explosive power of God. Faith is like the switch. I gave you an example. If we turn on, if we turn off all the lights in this place, do you know that there will still be power here, but we have not touched the switch. So faith is the switch of God's power. The, the power of God is resident in many believers, but they are still receiving more power and not using what they have received. And how you, you turn on the power of God is faith. The word of God becomes effective when you believe it. The word of God changes from what is written when you believe it. The word of God becomes explosive when you believe it. So we saw a scripture. Can we, can we see that again? I think 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Let's see. The power of God works by faith. Oh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. I think we spoke about this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Next verse. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Uh -huh. Who are kept by the power of God through faith who are kept by the power of God by means of faith. The power of God is turned on by means of faith. For salvation ready to be received, revealed in the last. So faith brings the power of God alive. We saw another scripture again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. 1 Thessalonians. Paul's letter to the brethren in Thessalonica. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God which you heard from us, you welcome it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which, us, which also effectively works in you who believe. So the word of God becomes effective when you believe it. The word, that is faith. That is faith. You know that. Do you know that you can take your Bible like this? You're feeling but it will only become possible when you believe it. 
Your soundness of mind is written. Your prosperity is written in the Bible. Your wholeness is written. But it will only become effective when you believe. The word of God becomes so. There are many people with closed Bibles that describes everything that Jesus has purchased for them. But they don't believe it. And they are struggling and saying, God, why? If you were God, what would you lose here? If you were God, what, if you were God, what will you say? You know that the guy's, the guy's healing, the guy's wellness, the guy's wholeness, the guy's protection, the guy's provision, everything has been sorted. All you need the guy to do is to go there and believe it. Believe it. This is the path you have chosen for me. It's a good path. Our lives have already been written on. Have you, have you forgotten the scriptures? I know the thought I think toward you thought of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. This is why I, me, I don't believe. Some people say, if you don't know the word of God, you think you will die too soon. That, that's what you have believed. But as for me, I have an expected end. There is an expected end to my life. No matter the challenges of today, we are going somewhere. 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 Are going so the word of God it says, which also the word of God, which also effectively works in you. Who so the word of God becomes effective, it becomes something that works when you believe it. Else, it is written about you there, but you have not believed it. So, how does it work? So, faith is that switch that turns God's word, else, it will just be in your Bible. Your healing is there. But you are, you are one of the, the, the distributors, one of the, the in fact, the, the major shareholders in all the pharmacies in Accra. Yeah, yeah, when you come, they say customer. Now they even do home delivery for you. Home delivery. But it is written clearly in the scriptures by his tribes. Jesus showed them the marks. Jesus showed Thomas. He said, look at my side. Look at the wounds. And the Bible says, by these wounds, we are healed. It means that we were healed. The doctor may look at you one day and say, "Ah, we are seeing a tumor developing in this place. Will you start? Will you start crying? We are seeing so so in your blood. That is when the word of God must come alive. The word of God you have stored in your heart all these years, all these years. You see, it is in adversity that faith will come. Adversity." That's why you must be grounded and wear the shoes of the gospel of peace. Wear it, wear it, wear it. Jesus, the other day Jesus was, in, was around, there was a storm. He was in the boat, he was sleeping. See, does it make sense? Storm all around. Jesus was around. He, was, he didn't wake up and anywhere now singing, storm is over, storm is over now. And he said, hey, why are you I thank God I was asleep. Oh, Peter, thank God. <laughs> Thank God I, I slept. I didn't see anything. Calmness. There's a calmness. Even though there are issues, there's a calmness. After he was there, he went back to sleep. They said, what manner of man is this? What manner of man is this? He didn't fret. Ah! Oh! Storm is here. He didn't release the lifeboat, life jacket. Oh! Storm is here. You didn't start shouting. Have you called the ambulance? Hey, Peter, 
Peter Sabudo. He didn't do any of those. So, faith is a shield. The word of God works effectively when you believe it. Right? That's what we said last week. And I said that, you see, um, the Bible, come back to Ephesians. Please follow. We are on weapon number four. In fact, yes, armory number four. Armory number four. That's the, the, this one. The old one is armory. Armory. Number four is what? The shield of faith. So faith, faith is a, it says, taking the shield of faith with which, with which what? You will be able to quench. Once they mention quench, it means that water is involved. Water is involved. And I said, in those days, in those days when they went for war, the Roman soldiers, right? They had these small darts. It says you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts. Wow, of the wicked one. They had these darts. They are like small arrows, right? And then behind the darts were, were, was something that has a combustible fluid. Was, was a combustible fluid attached to the dart. So there's a dart. That's a small arrow. And then there's a fluid attached to it. What it does is that when the thing hits, the arrow hits its target, it sets it aflame. That's the whole idea. So the enemy, look, he is the wicked one. Who, the devil is not the guy who pamper you. We, so his, his idea is not just to injure you. He wants to burn you. And the Bible, the, the Bible says we should take the shield of faith. And with that, we'll be able to quench. It means he wants to set fire somewhere. The shield of faith quenches it. It comes and quenches the thing. The devil will come harmless. He look his, his darts. You see darts. It's like a small one. It looks it looks harmless. By the time you see your passions have been set aflame. Ask how many many relationships dissolve, many marriages dissolve. You when you listen to the issues, something small. This one took the toothpaste, and this one put it here. This one pressed the middle part, and it came out like light soup. This one prays here and you say, ah, ah, why did you do this? By the time you see anger suddenly, Aish. you see, he, it will come in a small way. Look at, oh, this thing is not an issue. Oh, this is not an issue. But there's a combustible fluid at the back that will set it everywhere ablaze. Ablaze. <laughs> So, now, what they do is that with their shield, right, with their shield, before they go for war, before the Romans just went for, remember, the allegory of Paul's writing is a Roman soldier. So, that's why we talk about them, and then we talk about what we have. We have a better weapon. Our weapon can pull down, it can pull down strongholds, can destroy any high thing, can bring everything down at once. That's a better one. So, what, what the Roman soldiers do is that when they are going for war, right, they are shield. They dip it in water for days. They dip their shield in water for days. Soak it because they know the enemy can throw a dart with the combustible fluid behind it. So in order not to keep it or to make it burn, what they do is that they make sure they keep water in their shield. They dip it, soak it. Soak their shield in water for days. And when they go for battle, any dart that is thrown, when it hits it, the, the shield will not just block it. It will also quench any fire. 
So he tells us also that take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench, quench all the fiery, it has fire in it, the dust carry fire, it can burn. And now, how do we get fire in our shield? Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26, he said, he will cleanse his church by the washing of water by the word. He will cleanse his church by the washing of the water by the word. So the word of God is the water you need for your shield. The word of God is the water you need. Store up the word in your heart every day. Every day, store up the word. That's why I tell you, never go a day without God's word. Because remember, faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. That is how faith will, will come into your system. So I, I ask people, you need healing for your body and you are watching Mother Diana. Your body will become too dead. Because you need healing, you are watching telliness. This is a sickness called lysosomic paratheasis. It happens to anybody who is about, about 40 years old, at least when you take 10 people, we will have three people getting that. So you, you are looking at your age. You are approaching 40. And you are not thinking, will I get that sickness? Will I get that sickness? Will I get that sickness? What will stir faith in your heart? Remember, it says the word of God will become effective when you. So, faith, water, the water you will need for your shield is God's word. It's God's word. Put more water in your shield so you can be able to quench. You can be able to put out. You can be able to extinguish any fire the devil wants to set around you. Put water in your shield. I pity the believer who doesn't make time for God's word. Who just runs out to face life. Life will deal with you. Life will topple you over. Because what you will need. I wish you, you can. Can you put the tree there? Please get ready to read for us. Can you put a tree? Please let's all pay attention. When you are done, please put guy. You can read the guy for us, right? Okay. Which other language can somebody read? French, we will not understand. <laughs> you can read French, you can read the Spanish, but we will not, unless we still use the English. That one there is only you, then that one there, wow, wow sorry. <laughs> please, can we have that? Is your microphone? Okay, please, let's all follow as she reads. Nini nechino, Munkra GDHM, ah, modibe to me a doom, or bonifor no bema, eh, there in Nina. You see, modibe doom. You see, it's like fire. It is burning. You, what you need is faith to put it out. What you need is faith to... Faith is the extinguisher that we have. Faith is the fire extinguisher. And for it to work, you must put water in it. And the water is God's word. Because faith will come by hearing the word. So soak up more word. Soak up. Soak up. Make it a habit. This new year, if you are the type that just goes anywhere... A, a day you are not playing a message you are not listening to a message you are not reading your bible this year change that too. because the challenges of this world it will be serious jesus even said it that there, he said there will be a lot of signs in the stars in the moon he said there will be a lot of distractions but he told us he said he said when you see these things look up for your salvation is near so if you don't know <laughs> if you don't know if you don't know the world will become darker and darker because we are approaching the day so if you think, ah, how old the world, ah, it should have been the way I was two years ago. I did, hey, it's very much I, very much I. 
Bema died. Like different troubles every day. There was a time all of us were not going anywhere. We were just in a confined space. It's a COVID-19. And there were some people saying it is God who brought it to humble the world. Hey. One day I sat in a car and a woman was preaching that it is God who brought it to humble the world. And, and, and God, God gave us nose marks to wear. You see, if you don't know what to preach, shut up. Shut, just shut up. Don't shut up. If you don't know what to preach, just shut up. If you, you have to be taught what to preach. You don't just get up and go and say what you like. Oh, you see, when you take the Ghana CD coin, it has two sides. One side has the coat of arms. The other side has so, so, and so. So God is two sides. Oh! Then let's throw the Bible away and look at all the coins in the world and use it to preach. Let's look at all the coins. coins in Let's just close the Bible and say, who here? So now with that, it's a movie doom or bonifone bema You you put out every every fire you, because there is enough water in your shield. So it is not only blocking the arrow, it is putting out the fire. Can we have the gun Bible, please? Yeah, let's go, please. No phenomenal. Oh, take time. Let's go. Please, focus, focus here. Yeah. No phenomenale. Nyehia. Himokeyeli. Cheng lemni. Are you, you, you need, you need time to read it, eh? Or there's, there's somebody who can. Lady Rhoda is. Oh, okay. Please pass the microphone. Today, the, the man of God is. It happens, it's one of those things. You didn't say you can read. Okay, then let's... Are you good to go now? Maybe you just brought... You should have put it there earlier so he can read and adjust. This is not English. So you put it there so that he can adjust. If you are okay, let me know. So you need water for your shield. And what this water does is that, you see, it, it puts out the fire that is attached to the dart. So the devil's plan is not just to cause injury. His plan is to set everything ablaze. Everything ablaze. There are some homes, the devil has lit a spark there. And everything, finances, everything, everything. The house has become very hot. Have you not, have you not imagined that, ah, why would somebody take money? Go and get married to somebody and tomorrow they are holding each other's neck. What happened? Which part of I love you includes that? How did we get here? So nowadays, I tell people, if you know that you are going to be fighting and things, don't send us invitations. Oh, so that we'll just come and waste our two hours. And, and bath and put perfume and all that. Just start fighting quickly. <laughs> anyway, let's go. No Somebody is trying to alert you to another thing. Who is that? Lady Irene, can you read it? Please give give Lady Lady Irene a microphone. She's trying to alert you to something. Uh -huh, uh -huh. The guy is a little. Uh, don't worry, it happens. Please pass a microphone to her quickly. Is that Lady Rob? <laughs> can we have that, Lady Irene? Can we have a microphone sent to her? 
Yeah. Okay. No you see, it still talks about the same thing that with faith, with the shield of faith, you will be able to extinguish completely any fire the devil wants to set in your life. Same thing. Same thing is what the word is saying. Same thing is what the word is saying. So faith is a shield. So I said when they were going for battle, they dip their, they soak their shield in water because they know that our adversary can bring darts that have fire. So when, when they throw it, even though we are blocking the arrow, we are also stopping the fire, quenching the fire. And that's what he wants from us also. So every day you store up the word. Every day you store up the word of God in your heart. Every day, never a week, go without the word. You say, oh, this, this week I didn't have time for my Bible. Oh. So if a fiery dart is thrown, can you quench? The answer is clear for you to see. This answer, we don't say when we get to heaven, our answer is you, you will know. And now, one, one other thing they do, again, is that because it's made of leather hides, occasionally they, they put oil. They put oil on it so that it doesn't become too stiff. They put oil on it to make it malleable, to make it be able to bend. You understand? So that it doesn't become too stiff and crack. So they put oil on it. The Roman soldiers put oil on their shield. And in the word, oil is symbolic of the spirit. It's symbolic of the spirit. Symbolic of the spirit. The Holy Spirit. Remember Jude verse 20. Praying always. It says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Every day, prayer. Shaka, speaking in tongues. That's what I mean. Every day, shakabalaba. Those who say, ah, must I speak in tongues? Oh, God, why, why doesn't, why, do you think that God doesn't hey, understand English and chi or what? You people every day, hiri baba, hiri baba. You are robbing yourself. You are, you, are, you are robbing yourself. Because, you know, our words are not adequate enough when, when it comes to that. There are things you may think you need at the moment. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit himself helps us. He directs your prayer to where it should go at that moment, which you don't know. Which you don't know. Have you prayed in the spirit severally, like maybe for, for a time, and then words started coming out of your mouth? Words you never even planned to speak. This business will do well. This business will go far. In the name of Jesus, I will not die. I will not die. I will not die. I will not die. Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing shall trouble them. Pray always in the Holy Ghost. Pray. Jude verse 20 is there. Jude verse 20. It's just one chapter. So we just say Jude verse 20. Because when you say chapter 1, it means there should be chapter 2. But it's just one chapter. So we say Jude verse 20. Verse 20. Can we see it? But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. I said they put oil occasionally on their shield to make it malleable. And oil is symbolic of the Spirit. So always praying in the Holy Ghost. When you are going to work, there's a little break at work. 
Paul one day told the church, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. Hey, Paul said he was, he was telling the whole church, he, he spoke in tongues more than all of them. Then don't you think that speaking in tongues, there's a benefit in there for us? He told the whole church that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Then it means, Apostle, every day you may when, when he's around, it makes you alert. It makes you alert. Oh. Speaking in tongues, it makes you alert. It makes, it makes you sensitive. It makes you sensitive. 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 When you, when you speak in tongues, it, you be, your spirit becomes sensitive. It becomes receptive. Receptive. I always use the example that it's like tuning, tuning into a radio station you love or you want to listen to. Let's say what popular station? Adum FM. It's what? Oh, I thought it's common knowledge. That's why I said it's what? But I realized that. So what, what do you listen to? So what, what? You don't listen to radio. You just watch social media. Hey, wow. Okay, don't worry. We are not talking about radios here. Okay, so let's say I thought it was, it was popular, but it's not. So let me just tell you. Adom FM is 106.3. So let's say that you want to tune into Adom FM, 106.3. And then you put it on 106.2. Do you know that you will hear Adom FM, but there will be a sound. Shh. But you'll still be hearing what they are saying at Adom FM. Or you put it at 106.4. You will still hear, if you want to hear it clearly, 106.3. You get it. Speaking in tongues fine-tunes your spirit to hear what God is saying. It makes your spirit receptive. It makes your spirit man sensitive. Praying always in the Holy Ghost. Praying always. Praying always. Imagine someone who is just praying all the time in their understanding. Praying in your understanding is praying in your lang the language you are familiar with. Maybe your guy, your chi, whatever. There are some people when we say, let's pray now. If they don't say, radio, dima, photo, trobons, they feel they have not prayed. Your bank is singing, yeah, dima, Hey! And then they have to sing this song first. Ya, boo. Shira, yeah. but then they feel like, huh. Oh, no, relax. Kadele mosotaya kateas. Is enough. Rogodo makela kose lakite. Parando zelemedia. Paraki solekete. Regedo barakoshata. Marekendo valakiato. You are creating the atmosphere. You are creating a room for him. You are telling him, this is, this is your time. This is your moment. This is your moment. Flesh is going down. Spirit, take, take over. Take over. Take over. So the oil they put on their shield to keep him malleable is significant of the, of the spirit praying in tongues. Is significant of the spirit praying in the Holy Ghost. It keeps you workable. It makes you workable with God. Like it makes God able, like it makes it able for God to work with you. For, work, for God to work his way through you and with you. And you become malleable for God. Shada ba 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 ba. He's, ah, this guy is ready. This lady is ready. Imagine it's just Hey. When I was born again, fresh, I went for a meeting, an all night meeting. The meeting started at 10. 10 15, I was done praying. 
and we're going to pray till 5 a.m. And in my heart, I was just saying, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, help me. 15 minutes, I was done because I was a Catholic. I was a Catholic boy. All I knew was Hail Mary. So that's what I was saying. Hail Mary, full of grace. Hail Mary, full of grace. Hail Mary, Hail Mary full of grace. I'm sure this is how the angel that was released to, I didn't even know I was called to ministry. I'm sure the angel that was released to help me do ministry called me like, hey, Akwawe. <laughs> One day I didn't mean I'm in the best room. <laughs> I was just Hail Mary. And then, and then what, what even made this thing worse was that there was one small boy. One small boy in the meeting. He was just going up and down. Shakabala, kabala, bada, bada, bada. And I'll say, hey, God, this guy. I, I see if I should cut the guy somewhere and give him a knock. You see? That's why I tell you that never say, oh, this person is too young. This person is too old. No, no, no. There's a difference between age in time and age in light. There are some things that we have caught that elderly people don't know. But we'll still submit to them because they are aged. And there are some things they know that we don't know physically. You understand? May, may we not grow one day and see young people and say, oh, this is what here. Like, what they do to us? And say, oh, this is what oh, what is it? What do you? I said, I saw the small boy, shakaba, lakabala, rabadaba, rabadaba. I want, if there was nobody that would have sent him to one corner and said, I felt so ashamed that I couldn't pray in the spirit. The, the closest I came was, I asked somebody in SHS, so hey, there, was, there was a manifestation in one of our morning assemblies before Awasi. So I was asking a friend, that, hey, do you think what happened there? He said, hey, he doesn't want to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I, I didn't, that was my first time hearing something like that. So I said, hey, what's that? He said, there is something called blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want it. I'm like, so he put fear in my heart because I said, hey, Ignorance is bliss. When you are ignorant about something, oh, you can go with your hand in fire and you don't know that there is fire there. You can put your hand in something that can cut, something that is able to cut your hand off and you still think, oh, mamin, mamin, mamin. Because you don't know. Because you don't know. When I was in Form 1, I had a senior who would come to me break time. I didn't know anything about we had just come to school. You will come and call me, break time. And we'll go, we'll walk through the gate. We'll walk, go and eat. When we are done, we'll buy Kati cake. But I was with a senior, so I found comfort in that. I didn't know that it was wrong until they told us that hey, this thing, they don't do it here. But these are we just go, who is coming? You 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 see, in form one, you have just come fresh. You don't know that this is this house master, this is how he is, this is house mistress, this is how he no. You just walk, you think everybody is doing their own thing. Everybody, because I was ignorant, everybody is just going their own way. Master, you are driving, drive your way. But now when you begin to know and you are doing something and you see a certain car come, you start hiding. That's the difference between knowledge and ignorance. So the meeting, the whole time till 5 a.m., Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord is with you. Hail Mary full of grace. That's what I was saying. Hail Mary full of grace. Hail Mary full of grace. Brethren, we are men and women that God has helped. Brethren, grace alone. Grace, if today, if today I'm teaching you God's word, this, this is not how it was before. <laughs> grace alone. Brethren, so that's that, that's that with the shield of faith. I think we are done. Let's go to the next one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Finally. Please, let's go to the next one. 
What does it say? Oh, come back to Ephesians. Let's read it. And take, can we all see it? And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word. Of, so the first one is what? That's point number what? That's item number what? Five. Helmet of salvation. So you can write it. The helmet of salvation. Wow. You remember when we started the, the teaching, I told you that the helmet and the breastplate are the nicest of all. The helmet, because in those days, right, the helmet, it even looks more like a decorative piece rather than a, 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 a tool for battle. Oh, if you have the picture, you can put it. Because it was so decorated, and it even had horse hair, feathers, and all that around it. It was too nice. You know why? Because our salvation is attractive. Our salvation is attractive. Oh, what salvation we speak of? Which angels desire to look into? <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was too nice. This one is not even too nice like that. No, the first one you showed. You can see it has some has inscriptions and all that. Feathers here, horse hair, horse hair. Have you seen it before? They put the horse hair on it. Oh. They put the horse hair and all that. He calls it the helmet of what? To understand the helmet of salvation, let's let's go to this. Now that I want to say one thing before we read the scripture. Realize that the other items were mentioning leather, brass, leather, brass, right? The helmet is different. It's made of bronze. Bronze is stronger than brass. The Roman soldier's helmet is made of bronze. If you remember your, your pre-tech or bronze is what? Copper and what? Tin. Copper and tin. Bronze is made of copper and tin. And brass is what? Copper and zinc. You have to read. You don't read. You just watch videos. You just watch TikTok videos. I want to see my lab Bere. Bere. When when you're having discussions with some people, they can only say, Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh it's lit. It's lit. Oh, it's lit. It's lit. Read books. It will help you. Read books. Read books. Fine lady, own country. Fine man. You don't read anything. It's only Momo you are looking at. <laughs> it's only Momo. When you take your phone, you just watch videos. And you watch. When MTN sends you MTN Momo, and you check, dear user, ah! What kind of annoying message? Have you noticed that it is when you don't have money in the account that they send those messages? And then there is one. How was your experience? At, have I told you that I need to tell you an experience? <laughs> Once you see Momo, you are happy. You go and check and dear valued user. <laughs> so now the, the helmet is made of copper. It's made of bronze. Thank you, bronze. The other ones you have mentioned brass, brass, because it, bronze is stronger than brass. Understand? Those days, the Roman soldiers had their bronze helmets. 
right? And I said bronze is copper and tin, right? That's why I'm just saying it, by the way. And brass is copper and zinc. So that if you have not heard it or you have forgotten cry, you remember. And then they use, they use a sponge to line the inner walls so you can wear it. So you, you are not having metal on your head. You won't feel the metal. They cushion inside so that when you wear it, outwardly it is bronze, but inside it is wearable. You understand? Else you are just putting metal. Imagine some brothers, like Samamu wearing this hot, and, it, and the sun is up on his head. Maybe, maybe instead of protecting him, we are rather going to kill him. That's just by the way. He, he will not be annoyed. So, now, Paul uses the, the imperative. If you remember your English, he says, and take. When they say imperative, it's, it's, it's a command. It's a command. He says, take it. That's what you take it. And take the helmet of salvation. Take it. Put it. Take it. Take it on. That's imperative. It's an authoritative command. Take it. Put it on. Take it. Now, to understand the helmet of salvation, let's read First Thessalonians. So I said it's made of bronze because, you know, brass and bronze, right? Bronze is stronger than brass. When you put the two in fire, after some time, you see that the brass will be developing cracks, but the bronze will still be standing. Our salvation, when it comes to that, is made of bronze. Bronze. And I said the first thing, that it, it looks more like a decorative piece. When you see the soldiers wearing it, it looks like a decorative piece. It looks too beautiful, too nice. And I said, because our salvation is attractive. The Bible says, even angels desire to look into this salvation we have. So great a salvation. Too nice. Anyway, to understand that, we have to look at 1 Thessalonians. Verse 5, uh, chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 8. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. The hope. What is the hope of salvation? That, that's it. The breastplate of salvation. The hope of salvation. So what is the hope of salvation? Over here, he calls it the hope of salvation. This one will make you understand it. The hope of salvation. He says, let us, let us put it on. Put on the hope of salvation. Brethren, when it comes to what Jesus has done, when it comes to your salvation, right, you must have the assurance and security. You must know there is full assurance and full security for you in Jesus. Now, I've seen people, every week they get born again. They want to do it plenty so that one will work. That, that's, what they, they, that's what they know. But the truth is that you see, there is an, you have to know the efficacy of the blood, the eternal sacrifice Jesus gave. Jesus, Jesus said, this is my blood which is shed for the new and everlasting covenant. New and everlasting. You have to understand the, the legalities of the covenant, what Jesus went to actually do. When Jesus shouted in God, Agbena on the cross, it really was Agbena. That the last time we read you have to know you have, you have to have it you see the devil is dealing with the heads of many believers 
Today they are saved. Tomorrow they are unsaved. Today they are unsaved. Tomorrow they are unsaved. Every day they are walking around. They have the helmet, but they are not putting it on. They have believed in Jesus, but they are not assured of their salvation. In fact, or let me say they are assured. They are assured because at that, at that day, Jesus will, will show us those who are saved. We will all see it. But they are not secure. They don't feel secure. So the hope of salvation has to do with your assurance and security in Christ. The assurance and security that we have in Jesus. That's the hope of salvation. The hope of salvation. And I said you have to understand the legalities of the New Testament. What did Jesus do for us at the cross? By one offering he has perfected forever. Those who are sanctified. Let's look at a few scriptures. John chapter 10 verse 28. Look at the words of Jesus. John chapter 10 verse 28. He said, and I give to them eternal life. <laughs> ah, and they shall never perish. And no one can snatch them from my hands. Oh, look at this. John chapter 10 verse 28. When it comes to salvation, you should, you should be grounded in it. You should be assured. Like, it should be on your head like, like a helmet. You know, some people, they say, hey, do, do you, is it, are you also one of those Christians who believe in one saved, forever saved? <laughs> hey, the, hey your, your church, do you believe in one saved? Hey, hey, that, one saved, forever saved. I don't go there. Look at the words of Jesus. John 10, 28. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never, they shall never perish. Is it? In the Greek, it uses the double negation. There is not a chance, never a chance, even in the age to come, for them to perish. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Oh, you see, we are so, we are so safe. <laughs> that, that it is that day many will know that, ah! Sign Kwajibi will it would have been too late. So they said we should put it on our heads. Cover your head. Your head must be covered. Your head must be, because you see, the devil will target it. Cover your head. You are saved. Have the assurance. Be secured. Have, have, know that you are secured in Jesus. Have that sense of security. We have security in Jesus. There is an assurance of salvation. It causes the hope. You know, hope is a major doctrine in the Bible. We'll come there. Look at this. He says, and I give them eternal life. And they shall never, they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Hey. But there are teachings that tell us we are always snatched every day out of his hand. So we have to be born again every week. Because of what you do. You know, because of, our, because of what we do on a regular, we think, oh, we are not saved. Oh, we are not saved. I just lied yesterday. How can I be saved? But in the word, you are, you are not part of the goods. You are unsnatchable. Can you give another translation, please? Let's go down. Let's go down. Verse 29. Please follow what I'm saying. Today, I've, I've spent a lot of time going over what I said last week. So listen to me now. It's very important. Hear me. Hear me. Look, my father who has given them, he's talking about us. Who, 
My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. First he said, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. Now he says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. You know, in John 10, he revealed himself as a good shepherd. If you read John 10, you remember John 10. He calls himself the good shepherd. So it means we are, in, we are in the shepherd's hand, in the father's hand. And in both places, we are unsnatchable. We are safe. We are safe. You see, that the hope of salvation. It's the helmet for the head. Cover your head. Cover your head. Cover Your head must be covered. Your head must be covered. I'm saved. Hey, where will you go today if you die? Hey, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Oh, I receive you again into my heart. One man of God said he went to preach somewhere. He went to preach somewhere. Then when he was done, he made an altar call. Everybody came. Ah, so he was saying, ah. So he, he said, ah, you, okay, go by, let me preach again. <laughs> then he realized they have received Christ already. But you see, they are not assured. They, are, they don't feel secured. So they always keep coming. They, I said, there are people eh, in several churches on a Sunday morning like this, if I were to do an altar call and I say, come forward, people will come forward, right? They are standing here and I said, say after me, Lord Jesus. Somebody is sitting down also saying the same thing. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Every week, every week you say it. <laughs> but look at what the word of God is saying. Look at what the word of God is saying. Let's look at it again, John 10, 28 and 29. Please, are you following the teaching? Are you enjoying the service? If you are not enjoying, I can close. Then next week, we come with an enjoyable one. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. That's double negation. They shall never, never perish. You remember the famous verse, the famous scripture, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Should not, whosoever believes in him should not perish. But have eternal life. Hey. Oh, what great a salvation we have. He says, Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Jesus is saying it. Now, if you say that you are born again now, tomorrow you say, ah, You don't feel born again. So next week you are born again. Next you are, you are saying, ah, You are a liar. Because I feel, my, I feel I'm being snatched from your hand. But he is saying, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. That's number one. Now, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. So we are in the shepherd's hand. We are in the father's hand. You see, he engraved us in his palm. That's how safe. That's how safe. Every day you walk about your head knowing that. I'm saved. I'm saved. You see, Jesus, Jesus secured my eternal redemption. Eternal means eternal. Let's look at some other scriptures. Let's look at some other scriptures. Look at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 to 12. Hebrews 9, 11 to 12. Hebrews 9, 11 to 12. As for this one, we even looked at it a couple of weeks ago. But it's relevant to the study. Let's look at it. But Christ came, please follow, 
But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Verse 12. Look at this, verse 12. Not with the blood of goats and cows, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption, the hope of salvation, which is the helmet for the head. Always saved. Always saved. No matter what happens, always saved. My salvation, I'm assured of it. I'm secure in him. He purchased my eternal redemption. You see, he did it once for all. He entered the most holy. And I, one day, I, recently, I told you that in those days, and the, the high priest, he just went with the blood and cows, goats and all that. He put it in a pot and went with it. But this is our high priest. He was, he was the high priest himself. And he also put his own blood in a pot and sent it. That's it. Not with the blood of goats and cows. But with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. He entered the most holy place once for all. Jesus hasn't died every year. Religion thinks he dies every year. But the, the truth is there. Easter will come soon. Some will be weeping. Some, some, some will say Good Friday, they don't chew meat. They don't chew any bloody thing. They eat fish. And then Easter Sunday, that's when they chew meat. These, these are all religious practices. These are all religious practices. You can pack all the meat, bring it to my house for safekeeping. Then you come back for it on, on Easter Sunday. We, we'll see it. I'm going to have a party with it. On your behalf, <laughs> because you didn't know, you, because you didn't take the helmet of salvation, <laughs> you didn't take it. Take it, take the helmet. You see, when it comes to salvation, we must know, we must know, we must know. Our head must be covered with it. You are saved. Hey, are you saved or not? Hey, Pastor, I can't really tell you. That's between God. It's only God who can tell. Ah, then have you believed in the sacrifice? Then that's what, ah, if you have not believed in the sacrifice, raise your hand. Then you say, oh, please, I've done this before. And then what again? So there are many Christians, they are just holding the helmet like this. And their head is, their head is raw. And they are just walking in life. Oh, Charlie. Charlie, salvation, I don't think, oh, Charlie. I don't think, I don't think I'm saved, oh, Charlie. I don't think. Hey, that day I pray that God will save me, that day, I just hope. I just hope. You, you, you know, you know. I've developed the strategy. Let me get born again at every chance I get, so that at least me and one will fall inside. No, no, no. You are just holding the helmet when you should put it on. Put it on. Always saved. Or because the devil will attack from that place. You will attack your head. That I'm sure there are some Christians that the devil has got their head like this. It's just. Every day he's just giving it to them. When there's a helmet to cover the head, to protect it, once for all, Jesus obtained eternal redemption. Let's look at another scripture. Are you understanding up to this point? Hebrews seven twenty-five. 
till we understand the efficacy of the blood. The power in his, you see, we are saved by his blood. Not, not by what we do. We are saved because of his blood that was shed. We are saved by his blood. We are saved from wrath by his blood. I said what? Hebrews 9, what? Hebrews 7, okay, okay, let's have that. Hebrews 7, 25. Can we have that quickly? Therefore, talking about Jesus, he says, therefore he is also able, he is also able to save, to save what? What does this mean? It means the salvation in Jesus, or Jesus is able to save to the last, last degree. That's saving to the uttermost. He is able to save. When he saves you, he doesn't save you to leave you, to leave you on the way. He saves you completely. That's what it means. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. He saves to the uttermost. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. He saves to the uttermost. Can we have, can we have another translation? I, I don't know. Please prepare with your guy in TLSC if he says something that some of our brethren can relate with. So he is able, let's look at the passion. So he is able to save fully. Please, can you highlight it? The word of God eh, is too nice. That's why a eh, sempana who does what? Like you, you, can, you can literally lean on the word. It, it doesn't fail. You see, here is a word we have. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass, but his word will remain. Because you don't want to trust something that will remain even when heaven and earth has passed. It will remain. Look, so he's able to say what? Fully from now throughout eternity. He's, oh yeah. Sometimes I just want to stand by the roadside or junction to junction and just be clapping for Jesus. What a savior he is. Savior like no other. Savior. Ooh. Most of the times we just call Jesus savior in our song. We are understanding what really he did. What a savior. One day I was singing this song I was just weeping. Hallelujah, what a savior. Hallelujah, what a friend. When you think on it, you don't understand. It's not what we have done. It is his love and grace. Look, he is able to save fully from now, throughout eternity. Everyone who comes to God through him. So, now have you come to God through Jesus? To come to God through Jesus is to believe in him. So, your salvation, you know, what should I say? A full package, and I say, you see, you may be thinking, I'm not, because of your conduct, you may think, oh, I'm not saved. But you are saved fully. You see, your good work will give you a high standing in front of the throne of God. That is called the Bema Seat Judgment, if you have heard of it. Where, where the Bible says we will appear to receive what we did in our bodies. So that day, it says some people will come and their work, it said every work will be tried through fire. Right? And the ones that will stand, they will receive a gift. That one, that judgment is not for for condemnation. That judgment is good works. Believers, when we come, they'll say, hey, Chaoji Christo D, and this guy, he, he produced more fruit of righteousness. He walked in love. He did this. He said, hey. Then the man now says, oh, good and faithful guy. And then there are some, there are some Christians. 
when they now they, by the time they are even putting their work they are loading it into the fire is burning as they are loading it is burning <laughs> you see how paper burns he said those people do even though they are saved you see they'll, they'll be ashamed you know say, you do not say oh go go there you know? he now be what because he didn't do any good he didn't work in love he didn't do anything he was just there even though he's born again very wicked No, not considerate, nothing. He's just there. Like he's just there. And then some people say, hey, Christ to Nina, oh, yes, but he didn't change. When the word has told us that we should let our light shine so that men will see our good works. So good works don't save us. Oh. We are saved by his blood. What your good works will do for that day to give you a good reward. No, sir. It will give you a good reward. When he tries your work and he comes out, it's like it's like stone. He say, Ah, Charlie, you do all what and then when they try your work, as they have been trying, the angel says, Hey, show. The angel is telling her, Hey, show. Hey, show. Hey, show. Kofi Boaben, Boaben. Hey, show. As they are now loading it, one angel is shouting, Hey, show. You, nobody will tell you, your face will be all. Oh. And perhaps you'll be wishing if you had come again. You would have done well. But you'll be saved anyway. So, but for salvation, Jesus saves fully, fully, fully. This is the helmet we must have on our heads. Full salvation. Salvation. You remember, you remember the song, I am trusting thee, Lord Jesus, trusting only thee, trusting thee for full salvation. Is it saved and free? Ah, okay, great and free. I am trusting, trusting only thee. I am trusting, trusting, trusting only thee. Full salvation is in Jesus. He is able to save fully. I want you to read the two languages and then, please, let's quickly move on. Are you ready, please? Oh, how many microphones do we have in church? Yeah, okay, read. Sainti, obey to me. Okay. I wana wana mne so banyan kuponmu. Sainti, obey to me, I wana. Wana mne bano so. Nyan eba nyan kupon in chen. Wana wana mne so ba. Sainti, obey to me, I je wana wana mne so banyan kupon in chen no kra. Oji omo saying? Kra. So if someone comes and says that, hey, I say onji wo. He saves you fully, fully. That's the helmet he wants you to have on your head. The helmet of salvation. Always saved. My head is not swinging. The devil is not hitting my head. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm not holding my helmet. I said some Christians are holding their helmets and they are just walking in life. Their head is raw. You say, hey, I, I cannot tell if I'm saved though. Hey, that one there, that hey, Charlie, if you don't know, hey. Hey, Charlie. And you see some of them. Big cross. Me, I'm not against against it. I'm just telling you some big cross. You say, ah. 
When you see me, you say, ah, Maufame. <laughs> Mauvi. <laughs> God's son. When you see him with his cross, you say, yes, Mauvi. <laughs> this Mauvi. He is actually. <laughs> when God blows air, you hear it. <laughs> Man of God. You see, all these things are nice. If you are wearing your cross as fashion and all that. Me, I, I'm just telling you something. that Some people think that that's what makes them saved. That's, one day we went for a program on campus. A certain church was having a program. And then they were singing, So you see, my brother, that life is so short. So I went with one of the brothers. And then we were just watching what was going on and all that. Then one, one guy approached that with some cross. Selling some cross to us. And he came, he said, won't we buy? We said, oh, we are okay. He said, hey, you have to buy it. This is your salvation. <laughs> he said, hey. Then he, he, he quickly went with the song. You see, life is so short. <laughs> he said, life is so short. Then he was, he was telling, like, buy it. Buy this, your salvation. Buy it. Hey. How can you say you are born again? You don't have one of these. All these things don't make you saved. You get saved. By trusting Jesus. And Jesus is able to save you fully. 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 He said, hey, when I wear my cross, then I put it in my pocket. Kaish. We shed the sound and say, Kai, anointing it be flown. Is please finish it. Be getting ready to if read. If we say Can you read everything again? Sainti, obe to me aje wana wanam ne so banyan kupon chen no kra. If we say, oti as a da so obe diama won. If Jesus dies, our salvation is gone. But oti as a da, oti as da, da. So what we have, eh, it, can, it can never finish. <laughs> That's what the Bible says eternal redemption. Redemption beyond the eternal, the eternities. Re redemption that does not finish. Oh, hallelujah, what a savior. Can we have the girl, please? No, he was only a young man, each one in Okeba, Nimongole, a Yuala, a hero cry. A hero, a me cry. This language has to take time. That's how you buy it. Cry like or you know, cry because what? Akeni eyeda eyeda otihoda ah koni edamomli eha amele. You see, he, the mediator is alive. The, he is always alive. I said, when Jesus dies today, our salvation is gone. But we are reading that ohoda. Are you now? That baby. Oh. Why is, it that, why is it that you are making anxieties think that he's not faithful to his word? Do you know that we sing that God is a covenant keeper, but we don't believe you keep it. Covenant keeper, oh, covenant keeping God. There is no, but I'm telling you, he will keep this covenant. Jesus said, this is my blood, which is shed for the new and everlasting covenant. So if he's the covenant keeper like you are saying, don't you think he will keep the new covenant? And one of the, the truths is that he is there. He will save them. Cry. What again? Believe in Jesus and be saved. Yes, you don't believe every day. You see, if your character is not right, the word of God can train you to have a good character. 
but your character doesn't make you saved. It is more work. You see, I told you that any area of your life you are struggling with, it means you have not exposed that area to God's word. When you start exposing that area to God's word, you see that help will come. When you, say, when, you, when you don't say, oh, that's how I am. Oh, that me, that's how I am. That's how, that's how I am. That's how I am. That's how I am. You are messing up all your relationships. Your friends, all your friends are going. Anyone comes around you, they, they, they love you small, but they go. Because they see that mm, this lady, this, when she gets annoyed, she destroys the TV. So in, every day, you don't know whether there is a TV at home or... So now let's look at another scripture. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9. I will look at that. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9. Please quickly. I want to close with the helmet of salvation. So having the helmet of salvation is what? Having assurance in the security that is in Jesus. And having been perfected. Talking about Jesus. Having been perfected. He became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. He became the author of what? Uh, brethren, those of us who are in schools and all that, when you say someone is an author, what does it mean? The owner. Like you have a book you are selling to the children. Now it's a new term. They say author, no say. It means the one who wrote the book. The Bible said Jesus is the author of what? So, or not sure eternal salvation. <laughs> like he is the one who brought eternal salvation. So, why are you thinking that somebody else will change it? Go to Jesus and ask him. If we have an issue, it's Jesus we should listen to. And we just read in John 10, 28, I give them eternal life. No one can snatch them. Who, 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 which false author are you listening to? Eh? Jesus is the author of eternal. He says, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who will be. Let's have another translation, please. After being proven perfect in this way by the things he suffered, he has now become the source of eternal salvation to all those who listen to him and obey. Oh, hey, he's the source of eternal salvation. So every day you are walking in town, you are saved. You are saved. I said, nothing will shake you. You are saved. You know you are saved. Your head is well covered. With the, with the helmet of salvation. Now, hope is a major doctrine also in the Bible. I want to talk about something quickly. I think I've exhausted that. I want to talk about something. Hope is a major doctrine in the Bible because it is the hope of salvation. Remember, First Thessalonians, right? So, aside having assurance in the security that is in Jesus, I want to talk about hope a little. The Bible mentions hope. In fact, it's a major doctrine in the Bible. It's a major doctrine. Look at Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. Titus 2, 11 to 14. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. You only know Titus. There's somebody here. You only know Titus as Sardine. And you so saw, first it was four, now it's three. Even now it's two. And the price is very expensive. Now, I'm not talking about that Titus. I'm talking about this, brother Titus. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to verse 14. Oh, can we have, can we have maybe the New King James? For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Verse 12, 
teaching us that denying ungodliness. So you see, the grace of God helps us deny what? And worldly what? Which, so when people say we take advantage of grace to sin, they, they have not known what grace is. Because he's teaching us to deny ungodly. That's not how we are. And worldly last. We should live soberly, soberly, and righteously, and godly in this present age. Uh-huh. Looking for the blessed hope. So in Titus 2, he calls it what? Blessed hope. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you know what that part of the hope of salvation means? I've talked about the first part, which is standing firm in what Jesus has done, the security that is in Jesus. That's the first part. The second part also says that, do you know that the Bible says that on that day when he comes, we will not be ashamed. That's also the hope of salvation. That if Jesus comes now, I will not be ashamed. That's also hope of salvation. Have you not read your Bible when he said, anyone who calls on his name will not be put to shame? That's, that's also the hope of salvation. So, so, aside knowing that you are saved because you have believed in Jesus, you see, you also have a hope that when he comes one day, you are going to have something better. Do you understand? That's also the hope. We look ahead in hope, knowing that when he comes. And he calls it the blessed hope. We have the blessed hope. And what will happen? He says, Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God. When they say, hey, Jesus will come, your heart will not be afraid. You know, ah. The songwriter said, when Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and call me home, what joy shall fill my heart? He says, then shall I bow. He says, then shall I shout in humble, I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great you are. You see, when there will be gnashing of teeth for other people, the church, he says, we have boldness. That's, that's also the hope of salvation. So aside knowing that after believing in Jesus, your salvation is secured, you also know that when he comes again, you are going with him. When you were young, you remember this song, Oh, he no ribo, oh, he no ribo, oh, he no ribo, oh, he that's the hope. He will come again. And when he comes, we'll have something greater. It's called the blessed hope. And glorious appearing of our great God when he comes. You see, your heart is not afraid. That, ah, when he comes now, where will you go? No. When he comes, I'm going home. When he comes, it's time to go home. Hey, when he comes, the Bible says, when we see him, our bodies will be changed to look like his body. Our vowed bodies will be changed to look like his glorious body. This is the blessed hope. So, aside knowing you are saved and walking around in the world, I'm saved. Always saved. Wherever I go, I'm saved. I've believed in Jesus. I've believed in his sacrifice. I'm saved. You also, as you walk around, you also know that, ah, a time is coming. We are going home. When he comes, we are going. That's blessed hope. That's the hope. So it deals with the now and what will come after. You understand? Now, there's another one. First Peter 1, verse 3. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what a day it will be. 
Somebody said, he said, he said, when we all see Jesus, he said, what, what, yeah. we will sing and shout the victory. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we, oh, somebody said, he said, when I stand before him, I can only imagine. That's a blessed hope. You are not afraid. Hey, what, you know that you are saved. You are part of those who will be there. Remember, he says, our citizenship is in heaven. <laughs> oh, let me not get ahead of myself. That's a blessed hope. That's the hope of salvation. You are saved now. You know when he comes, something better is coming. Look. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. So remember, first one, blessed hope, is the same thing. Peter calls it the living hope. The living hope. Through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead. The living hope. We have been born again to the living hope. Hey, uh. So, you see, if you don't know this, when you hear he is coming again, say, hey, oh, when it should rather be here. You see, it's the world that will gnash their teeth. But as for us, it's time to go home. He said, he said they were waiting for a, a country whose maker and keeper is God. A greater country. For they know they are sojourners in this world. They have a short stay in this world. Ah, we are going home. We are going home. One day we'll go home. What, 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 a, what a day that will be. We'll be singing, we'll be dancing, we'll be shouting. Ooh. Ooh. I, I can't imagine myself walking on the streets of gold and just looking around and saying, oh, really? <laughs> With maybe a cup, of, a cup of cold coffee. And I'm just there, I'm saying, oh, really? This is, oh, really? Oh, that's nice. Oh, really? What a, what a life. When he will come again, we'll see him. He says, he says, in the twinkling of an eye, we'll be changed. We'll be changed. Look, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. That's the hope of salvation. He calls that one living hope. Let's look at another one. So, now that we are saved, we are sure that we are saved. There is a living hope in our hearts. Knowing that when he comes, something better is coming. This, this, this body will be changed. Something glorious is coming. Oh, something nice. Some, he said what we have now is a foretaste of glory divine. It's a foretaste. So what will happen when the divine comes? If we are having the foretaste, we are tasting it small. Then that day, the Italy, a better too much. Oh, Jesus. Look at this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16. Hope is a major doctrine in the Bible. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16. He calls it the good hope. Good hope. Look, now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace. He has given us good hope. Good hope. So, See, we are saved. It's, it's secure. That one, we have secured it. Now, we know that as we are walking in this world, there's coming a time. He will come. That's a good hope. That's a blessed hope. That's a living hope. We know, ah, that day when he, when he comes, the world will be crying. As for us, it is time to go home. You see, when the trumpet sound, why? When the trumpet sound, I'm going. I'm going quick. Quick. You see, hey, you see, religion, they are. One day you'll be in church. They are preaching. 
And then people will just be there. Somebody said maybe the pastor crowd will be there. And then people would have gone and they'll be shouting. Oh, as I'm preaching, you sit down, me, I'm going. Because the criteria is not what you have done. You see, when we didn't know it, we thought, oh, because of some things, everybody will not be sitting there and say, ah, could be, oh, yeah, yeah, come. He calls it good hope. So living hope, what blessed hope, and good hope. This is what we have. That's the hope of salvation. So we are saved now and we'll be saved there. Saved from wrath. Saved from wrath. That salvation is not the salvation we have now. I hope you're understanding the difference. That day when the wrath of God is unleashed on, on the men who did not believe, those who will be perishing, that's why we are saved from that. That's, that's a good hope. At the appearance of Jesus, men who will love his appearance, we look at oh, he's coming, he's coming, he's, we are going home. And that day, oh, heaven will be too sweet. I'll be going everywhere, shouting, open every door, shout. First one, I didn't know much. I say, ah, my friend and I, we say, when we get to heaven and people are singing and all that, we'll tell God we want to pray. Just the two of us. If you give us one small place, we want to pray for the saints. We want to? That's that's how ignorant we thought. We thought, yeah. We thought we were the Mauvi Mauvi. We said when they are we, we don't like that. We want to just be leke malama yadabe yadabe yabadaba yetea yetea yetea. Then God will come and say, guys, how are you doing? So we are still praying for them. Mamun chili, mamun One day I looked at Lady Mama and said, I said, so when I meet you in heaven, how how will it, how will it be like? <laughs> how will it be like? <laughs> we go to the back there and just. <laughs> But I read the scriptures. He said they, they will not marry or be given to marry. <laughs> so I just read it and said, okay, don't worry. Maybe he's going to numb something. <laughs> let's, let's some of us enter with an evil conscience. <laughs> let's some of us. Sir Derek is at the back smiling. Let's see this Lady Bella over there now. Hey. <laughs> Can we just go to the back there? <laughs> the place behind the celestials. <laughs> and just, I want to have a word with you. <laughs> so I'm sure he will numb, he will numb that thing. I, I'm sure, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he will tame it. <laughs> because he asked Jesus, would they marry? He said, they will not be given to me. I said, hey, Jesus, why did you do it? <laughs> So you cry okay. but you can Every day me me praise kakraba maba. Maba bakubi. praise holy 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 Oh, good hope. Hallelujah. So, we are saved. And then we know at his appearance, we'll be delivered from wrath. The wrath that will be on the world, we are not part of it. That's the hope of salvation. He calls it the blessed hope. He calls it the living hope. He calls it the good hope. Now, so I said hope is a major doctrine. Look at this scripture. I want to close. Remember he said he has given us the Holy Spirit 
because of what I'm saying. He has given us the Holy Spirit as what? As a guarantee. In those days, the Greek market is called Argon. In those days, in the Greek market, what they do is that maybe you are selling this vest and I come. Mm? And I come, I don't have money to pay. So what I do is that I give you maybe an amount lesser than the full amount and then I sign a document that I'll come back maybe one week time and I'll pay the full amount and take my thing. So you won't take it. You'll just pay an amount and go. One week time I come, that's a pledge. He said, yes, God has given us the Holy Spirit as a pledge. It means, well, in heaven, the, if the Holy Spirit is a pledge over here, it means the day he will redeem his, oh, yes. He, oh, the Bible said, which hope is an anchor for the soul? Which Jesus, our forerunner, has entered. Hi-ya! The hope is an anchor for the soul. It means that, it means that, it, it means that it's like, it's like traveling with a ship to a place. You are going to maybe Ghana with a ship. And then the anchor, you are not yet in Ghana, but the anchor of the ship has been cast in a city in Ghana. So it means that despite the turbulence that will come, will arrive. Oh, oh this thing. This, who, are, who has believed our report? Look at this. It says, what, what are we reading? What are we reading? The Holy Spirit has been giving us a what? Please, let's read that. Ephesians 1.14. Like I'm getting ahead of myself. God is too nice. Ephesians 1.14. We have just some two, three minutes to close. Now, oh, Ephesians 1.14. Or oh, let me close here because the time is too short to explain a lot. Okay. It says, verse 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise we were what we were sealed when you buy your vortic and belacqua you see all your drinks you see they put a seal with the church god has put a seal on us and that seal is the holy spirit you see no one can break it this is not belacqua seal no one can break it no one can break it it's a seal he has put the holy spirit as a seal on us verse 14 says what the Holy Spirit, remember, he's talking about Holy Spirit. So it's, it's a continuation from verse 13. The Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. So that day that Jesus will come, he's going to redeem his purchased possession. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit as the guarantee. Guarantee. You the, or the, he has given us the Holy Spirit. That's the word. He has given us the Holy Spirit as the down payment. We do these things every day. We are going to buy something, say the Jiwe, to show I'm committed. That's down payment. He said, God too gave us the Holy Spirit. I'm committed to you. Take the, take the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. That day when Jesus will come, the world will be gnashing their teeth. But the church, eh, he's not going to show us what he really wants to give us. He says, he says on he, he says, he is a guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. That's what we call the, the judgment day. The ju- that's, it. that's the day you'll be redeeming his purchased possession. So what we have, how unique the Holy Spirit is, how wonderful he is, he's a guarantee. Guarantee. So what will be the full thing? 
O the Munji Holy Spirit mean to honor me quaba me ba Holy Spirit. Oh, is a Munji Munjin to us down payment. Maybe put it in another translation for us. Let if I be checking your chief, if something is clicking, then let me read it. Please put 13, 14, another translation. And because of him, when you were not Jews, when you who were not Jews, you who are not Jews, heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Guys, wonderful news. Now, what is, when you say don't wear trousers, what is wonderful about that? Everybody who wears trousers will go to hell. Everybody who watches soccer will go to hell. What is wonderful about that news? Brethren. Now, we have, look at this, look at this. Now, we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. We have been stamped. There's a stamp on us. Next verse. He is given to us like an engagement ring is given to a bride. You know, when they, when, these are normal things we know. When, it means that I will marry you. Hold on. This is, a, this is a proof. You see, the Holy Spirit is given to us like what? Oh, you can't see it. The Holy Spirit is given to us like what? Given to a bride. As the first installment of what's coming. This is the blessed hope. What is coming? What is coming? Ah, yeah. If this one is sweet, then that one there. <laughs> it will be sweetest. He has given us the Holy Spirit as, as, as an engagement ring. As first installment. And that day, the full installment is coming. Look, he's our hope promise, you see. That's a blessed hope. He's our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. That's what will happen when Jesus appears. You see, the appearance of Jesus will frighten you. It will only frighten you if you don't know the word. When you start shaking, when you should be happy that he's coming. He's coming. It means you're going home. Lady, for you. Okay, I want to close here. I'll continue next week. Still on the hope of salvation, the helmet. Let's not take much of the time. I believe you have enjoyed the service. Yes, God bless you. God make his word come to pass in your lives. More grace to go with the word. Amen.